What is going on, everybody? It's just Jimmy Leonard here today on another podcast. Um, there's a lot of information being tossed out here on this podcast as we are in March, and there's March Madness, and there's probably a lot of brackets that's probably been busted at this point, as well as the um, information news of everything that happened over at the Oscars this past weekend, and for the area of Tidewater. Finally, it arrived the lineup for something in the water been some mixed emotions about exactly the um the lineup but we'll get to that on another point right now we're going to start off with some basketball though for sports now as i alluded to for people who have been underneath a rock lately march madness comes every year pretty much around march and when it comes down to march madness there's a bunch of teams coming around from different types of conferences they come from whether it could be the SEC, ACC, Pac-12, the Big Ten, etc., and so forth, Big East, right? And they all come together for this one gigantic pool of madness <laughs> called March Madness. So you may have teams that maybe were doing successful throughout the entire season and sometimes may choke. You never know. You get that Cinderella team as why we describe the Cinderella team is because of a team that really no one had on their radar to make it further than what they are. In other words, first round knockouts. That happens. I've seen teams that would come as that type of Cinderella threat, or at least in that mindset, and made it pretty far, if not won the tournament. Just like that. Knocking off teams that people well known of, or just their lineage of legacy of you know, success from their college teams, whether it was from just from players that played for them, etc. and so forth. Well, that's exactly what happens here, and that is why it's called March Madness. Because my bracket, probably like about, I don't know, 98.98% of the people around the nation's bracket's been busted. Because there's been teams that you would think at least would try to get out of the first round. But, again, as I said before, anything happens, anything goes in March Madness. For starters, I mean, I guess let me just throw out the, the elephant out of the room. Virginia, like I don't even know what happened with that. I mean, Furman, no offense, I never heard of that team ever in my life until today. And I think from what I've been told, this is their first time coming here, which makes all the more sense. But bro, come on now, Virginia being fourth seed, and that's a 13 seed. I'm not saying seeds matter, because a lot of times if you look at the scores too, you gotta kinda, if you pay attention to out the entire season, not just one conference, or just one team. You gotta look at every single basketball team. Because again, as I said before, they all are coming from different conferences for this March Madness. So for, so for some people who participate in March Madness and has absolutely no clue what's going on for some of these teams, well, gee. <laughs> Land for a rude awakening when they start picking teams. It's like, oh yeah, this one has a higher seat, so they should definitely pass. No, nah, not necessarily. You know, seeding comes through different parameters, whether it's how they well they did in the season, who they're going up against, and maybe some other side politics in there too as well sometimes. Usually we would see a lot of big names up there, like UNC, but like UNC has not really, I mean, they came from winning the champ, uh, going, excuse me, <laughs> not winning the championship, but going to the national championship last year and not even making it. So. It always happens. It always changes every year. Some big name team usually come as lower seed, and then one year they come back as higher. Who knows? It always happens. So, and in that case, yeah, Virginia lost. Now, granted, yes, I know they lost by one point. I didn't get to see the game, and I happened to see the post, and I'm looking like, are you serious? <laughs> now, I didn't have Virginia go all the way. I had them at least. I think it was probably the Elite Eight, maybe. If not, yeah, I think because yeah, I think they had them going against Alabama, which probably would have beaten them. So I'm still technically in the clear for Alabama to still, you know, get to the national championship. I didn't have Virginia go further, but I sure had them getting out of the first round. Uh, that doesn't make any sense to me. But, you know, March Madness. So congrats to Furman for winning it by one point. One point, it all matters. Sometimes that, uh, that always matters. You know, the other teams like Maryland, I beat them. Um, then you had another team like Arizona went against Princeton. Princeton? I mean, even that one, that was they lost by four points, but even still, it's just like, why? How? Right? 
And I saw the tail end of that game and I was like, bro, this, this is this is bad, right? This, that's two people. And I had Arizona going far too. I mean, good grief. So I think I think everybody can agree. At least those two teams right there busted a bracket. Like, there's I, I doubt there might be. I think from what I last saw, there was at least a point zero point zero zero point zero zero three percent of anybody who actually have any perfect brackets. And I can believe that. It might as well just be zero. But you know, I guess you can throw that point zero zero three in the mix just to spice it up a little bit because it doesn't make any sense to me. That's terrible, but life goes on. <laughs> life goes on. But we saw Alabama. They, you know, hopefully at least had a sigh of relief of winning their game. And as much as I dislike Duke, Duke actually won their game too because I, I couldn't take another L. <laughs> I couldn't take another L. If I saw them lose, you might as well rip off the bracket because it's it's done. That's done. It's ripped. It's trash. Finito, right? Auburn won against Iowa, Texas beat Colgate, Northwestern, I mean, I didn't pick them, but unfortunately, I mean, I, no, actually, no, I did pick, I, I think I picked them, yeah, yeah, I had to think about it for a moment, <laughs> um, Houston, they won too, Tennessee, so there were some teams that I had up there that I was like, okay, except for Texas A&M, they lost to Penn State, so they, they were another one that also part of the bracket got busted, so then we have some games today, um, you know, seeing some of the games. You know, you have Marquette beat Vermont, Baylor winning there, Michigan State. I saw that game because it came right there. Um, all right there. I think it came. Yeah, CBS. They came right there on CBS, so that's why I saw them on. And Xavier won, even though it was looking kind of shaky for Xavier. Unfortunately, though, I was trying to give it a VCU a little bit, you know, because there's not a lot of teams in there from VA. And it was Virginia and VCU from what I saw. Um could have been Norfolk State, but, you know, they didn't want to win the MEAC tournament because they choked. I don't understand that. But, you know, I don't understand. They had the game against Howard, which Howard did take an L against uh, Kansas, unfortunately. Hate to see that from the HBCU team, but I don't – and I'm trying to always figure that out, too. I think that's always the common mystery, too. I can't be the only one thinking about that sometimes. When you see a team like, say, Howard or Norfolk State or any 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 team from just from the HBCU perspective, from a tournament conference like MEAC, right? <laughs> it, it really sucks because it's like, okay, woo, yes, we made it to the dance, we made it to March Madness, cool. Who are we gonna face? Oh, I don't know, just the number one seeded team. I'm like, are you serious? Right? I'm like, dang. <laughs> I mean. All that for them more is just like, hey, let's just come to this tournament just to see how it's like and then go back home immediately right after that. Because that's how it feels. I hate to see it. Because shout out to the women's bracket. Um, definitely check out the women's tournament because that, that's already going to get spicy enough. I filled out both my brackets for men's and women's. At least the women's side of there, my bracket so far hasn't been busted immediately. I don't know what's up with the men's bracket because that was just ludicrous <laughs> okay uh i mean that's i mean i i can't put it into words ex explaining exactly what is going on with that side i mean i haven't even seen i haven't seen even take a sneak peek of joe biden's bracket i was given a post about that and his bracket on the south side at least is all destroyed because <laughs> i'm looking like this man at virginia going all the way a little bit and i'm like what <laughs> Even I didn't do that. But guess what? You know, he ain't the only one. Everybody's bracket's been destroyed. But, you know, I was giving it more, at least for some more support with Norfolk State against South Carolina. And I will I will admit, a little guilty. Just a little bit. A smidge. I did pick South Carolina to beat Norfolk State. But I wanted them to actually put up a fight, right? Um, this is huge, as I said before. It's coming from my own area of town. The women's, I'm like, dang. I mean, and you see the record, and you see how well they did throughout the season. Again, they had to go against South Carolina, and I was like, great. But to give them credit, they were giving them, they were giving South Carolina some defense on them. I mean, it even made Don to actually go ahead and call a timeout to force them. That was kind of the coach's goal to kind of do. And I was like, oh snap, see, you know what I'm saying? And I know the coach, he was talking about, you know, this was a great exposure because it is. It's always, you know, you know, they always the MEAC conference, whatever reason, doesn't get a lot of limelight. A lot of things, again, politics, it could be anything between money, um, viewmanship, 
everything along those lines. I know they've been trying throughout the years to make that better in terms of giving them more viewmanship because a lot of times if you catch it, they might be put on like say ESPN3. I know recently with the NBA, as I mentioned some time back during the All-Star weekend, they usually sometimes have um, HBCU games going on. Um, this is actually the second year they were doing this. So that was pretty cool too, right? But just to show more show more of that for the team, just everybody have a equal share for that, right? So I was I was I was nonetheless I was proud of them, happy for them, um, for what they were able to try to do against uh, South Carolina, um, you know, because it was it was a little tight in the beginning, and then it just broke away. And I was like, oh, man. I mean, I think it was by at least like 30, 35 points from what I last remember. I was like, dude, this is it's not what you want. It's not. I mean. It, it, <laughs> This is just me personally, but if you happen to see the game, I, one, I guess because the game got delayed a little bit because um, I think it was the game of South Florida, I believe, and Marquette, if I'm not mistaken. Um, there was a game that went into overtime before them because the game started at 2, and then it got started at 2.26. Um, but I, I don't know. It, it felt, I, I, I don't know if it's just business or it was like slight disrespectful. I'm going to take it as slight disrespectful. However, they want to run it. You know, the game didn't even finish yet. I think they had at least like five minutes left in the game. Now, again, granted, the game was a blowout, almost in a sense. But they could have still finished the game. But they went to the next game was Iowa, and I was like, "Dang, are you serious? Like, you couldn't? You, we had to wait for them to finish before the South Carolina Norfolk State game. But they didn't want to just like let them finish the game at least. I mean, to showcase. I mean, granted, yes, a lot of people don't want to see a blowout, but." still supporting Norfolk State with that though I was I was trying to support them with that you know they told him hey just watch it on the ESPN app I was like boy <laughs> yikes that's that's rough that's rough I guess they were saying oh no we're gonna lose viewmanship from this if they if they keep playing like this which then again the women's tournament which by the way is gonna be played on ESPN ESPN 2 ESPN U and also on ESPN news so you got about at least different four different channels that have all these games going on. It's kind of like similar to what is going on for the men's basketball team of the CBS, TNT, TBS, and True TV. Still trying to figure out about True TV, but throughout the years, I always question. I'm like, why is it on True TV? I mean, obviously, it's Turner Broadcasting, part of the Turner Broadcasting channel with TNT and TBS. And I guess you could throw in CBS in the mix as well. Um, especially since they're underneath, I believe, all under Warner Media. I think. I know TBS and TNT and True TV. I think CBS. I mean, CBS uh, sort of maybe joint. I guess who knows the schematics on that. But <laughs> it's above. It's above me. So, um, but yeah. So there's a lot of great games going on. A lot of games going on both sides, right? So that's huge. Um, definitely, I'm looking out for the game of East Carolina versus Texas. Um, I just happen to know somebody that's playing for them, and you know they they're playing that night around 10 o'clock on ESPN. So definitely check them out um, and support those games too. But there's a lot of games. I mean, I think I had South Carolina going against UConn. It was hard for me to choose because LSU ballers out there. Come on now, you know you got also got Stanford too. So I mean. It's kind of hard for me to choose between those teams, but I was like, ah, let me see. I mean, they proved me wrong. I mean, it was hard. It was hard for me to choose with LSU and UConn because I had what I had was I had University of South Carolina, Stanford, um, LSU, and UConn as the Final Four, right? And it's really hard to toss up. I had South Carolina beat Stanford, but LSU and UConn, I was like, boop. <laughs> I, I, I had to flip a coin or something. It was, it was hard for me to choose. So, if I'm wrong, that's great. Because I'm looking like it was hard for me to decide between those two teams. If LSU does go, great. <laughs> Even more of a big battle right there, right? Especially a repeat of what happened early in the season with University of South Carolina going against LSU. And that game was intense, too. So, I mean, anything's possible. Again, this is March Madness. Anything's possible. Still a lot of good games going on still today. You know, you still got some games. You got, you know... Uh, Kentucky and Providence going against each other. I know Iona and UConn's going against each other, even though I unfortunately did pick Iona. Right now, they have about at least two minutes until the game is finished. So, 
yeah, even though UConn is fourth seed. I mean, Rick Pitino as a coach, really great coach. So um, I was just, you know, possibly thinking, you know, they could probably give him a better shot. Plus, the record was pretty good, too. So I was like, ah, anything's possible, right? Anything wild can happen. But you also got Miami, University of Miami going against Drake, Gonzaga going against Grand Canyon. Uh, Memphis also, too, going against Florida Atlantic, FL Atlantic. So there's a lot of games there. And then tomorrow is going to be another second round. Basically, teams that played yesterday on Thursday are going to be playing Saturday. And obviously, teams that played today are going to be playing Sunday. So you'll, you'll notice when you look at the bracket, you see the days. Usually, they kind of go back to back to back. As it gets closer to like the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight, uh, you know, be lesser teams, then you won't have the chaos of so many teams. But that's the thing about it, though. You love the chaos of March Madness because there's so many teams everywhere, right? You can pick certain games. You got four different channels to watch it from. So many games going on left and right. If you have the ability to have all four games on one TV, that's cool, too. <laughs> I mean, these days it's pretty accessible to watch some of these games. You know, you can watch it on your laptop. Your phone anywhere so just saying it's 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 everywhere but you know you can go all day and there's a lot of teams but i hopefully you guys keep track of that and hopefully maybe maybe the lucky listeners out there may actually have a sort of perfect bracket actually i can't say a sort of perfect bracket either it's perfect or it's not but you might be that 0.003 percent who knows much power to you but i'm not <laughs> i'm not so we leave it at that for there, too. So um, definitely watch both men's and women's basketball games on their respective channels. So, yeah. Um, as for NBA, uh, well, you know, since of all the things with March Madness, I mean, you probably have to watch it on your local channels. I don't think they've shown a lot of the games going on, at least definitely on ESPN. Um, you know, things like that in nature. I mean, they got some games. You got the 76ers and the Hornets tonight. Uh, Warriors and the Hawks. Oh, which by the way, 76 and the Hornets. Which by the way, the Hornets. I was hearing Michael Jordan might be willing to be selling the Hornets. I was like, dang, Michael Jordan selling the Hornets. So you know that's bad if he's actually selling the Hornets. Because I mean, there's obviously so many things that probably was discussed behind doors. But there's any many reasons. But it's kind of the clear one too. They're terrible. So I don't know. I don't know it sucks too because you know. It's, He's from this area, from that area too. So it's like, man. Guess he said, yeah, I have, I have to fold on this one. But you have the Warriors and the Hawks, and then you have, uh, which I probably give it to the Warriors. You got the Wizards and the Cavs. Uh, I give it to the Cavs on that one. Pelicans and Rockets, Pelicans, Timberwolves and the Bulls. Mmm, that's a toss-up. Probably Timberwolves. Grizzlies and the Spurs. You got. Um, the Grizzlies, which, by the way, they also happen to have a video with John Morant being interviewed by Jalen Rose, about, I think, roughly 20-minute interview, um, just him talking about, you know, the certain, you know, obvious, obvious uh, recent events that happened for him with the gun and everything, and I think he said it wasn't even his, but he takes full responsibility for it, too, as well, and, you know, he's suspended for, I think it was for the eight games as well, too, so, um, yeah. And like I say, he's still going through counseling and everything, too. So um, we'll see how that all unfolds once all of that's finished and what to make of it afterwards. So, um, but like I said, hopefully he gets everything and the help he needs. So, but the Celtics and the Trailblazers, I'll say the Celtics. Hate them, but I give them to the Celtics. And then you got the Mavericks and the Lakers. Mavericks. So... That's pretty much a lot of the games that's going on within the NBA. And that's for MLB news. Oh, God. Well, again, you got the you got the World Baseball Classic going on, um, as well as you got spring training, too. So some people elected like to do World Baseball, and some just do spring training. So either which way, I guess you can say it's still training. But at least with the World Baseball, you get to play for your or represent your country. So that's that's pretty cool, right? That's pretty cool. But I'm looking at my Mets right now. <sighs> the Mets. Uh, boy, Edwin Diaz. Yeah. 
he's our closer. And for those who don't know, if you guys haven't been paying attention to the podcast, he is our closer for the Mets. Uh, one of the biggest closers pretty much in the MLB right there. And he, um, he's amazing to watch when he's out there pitching them and lighting them out just like that. Um, well, unfortunately, during the World Baseball um, game, he hurt his knee. After having a celebration, um, yeah, after having a celebration from there, and again, he, um, he represented Puerto Rico, and it was an on-field celebration following the win over Dominican Republic and basically a go-home or go-further for world baseball game. He's having surgery by it, but he's pretty much going to be out the rest of the season. And I was like, oh, my goodness gracious. People are saying, oh, yeah, he shouldn't have played in the thing. He shouldn't have played in the world baseball class. I'm like, no, that's not the case here. It's kind of awkward and different in many reasons because it's like you got injured off of a celebration that doesn't make sense to me i saw the post i was like what i mean and by the way just to give you context here this post was brought to my attention on thursday along with the loss of virginia for the basketball game as well as arizona too so i'm looking like man i'm taking l's today (laughs) yesterday three l's <laughs> three l's man like come on they're two different sports two three l's i was hurt and i was just like oh man i i couldn't believe it i couldn't believe it and um yeah yeah so i mean we still got some of our players still playing you got Pete alonzo you got jeff mcneil Francisco Lindor, um, who also played with uh, Puerto Rico, and uh, Escobar, too, from Venezuela. So, I mean, yikes. I mean, it's just, I was just like, dude. You you couldn't make any of this up, so hopefully he's all right. I mean, he signed a five-year deal, at least $102 million. And, yeah, I mean... That's, that's a huge L for us on that one, too. But I hope he gets a speedy recovery, though. I do. I really do. Because, um, like I said, he means a lot for that team. So, to see him out like that, well, we definitely won't be playing the horns for him, that's for sure, throughout the season. So, that's not going to happen for that, too. So, <sighs> yeah. Didn't see that one coming from there, though. But we are getting an inch or inch or closer to the start of MLB. So we'll see how that unfolds as we move further from that too. So, yep, that's that's kind of about how I see that as for the sports. Um, and that pretty much will be about it for the sports section. Up next, we're gonna talk about some of the Oscars, um, some of the winners, and just overall thing about the Oscars too. Um, so, stay tuned. And we're back. Now on to the next topic, and that is going to be talking about the Oscars. Uh, the Oscars, this is the 95th Academy Award year for the Oscars. It's kind of crazy it's been around for that long, um, but, you know, here we are. <laughs> uh, no, last year, of course, we can't forget about the infamous time frame that we had with the Oscars. And so as we come bark a year later, uh, of course, there were some little jabs that was happening because of what was said from last year from Jimmy Kimmel, which he did a great job actually hosting. He made some some hit on jokes actually too, so it was pretty good. weren't cheesy at all, so it was it was good. Kept the flow going a little bit here, here and there. Everybody had their speech and whatnot too. Um, there was a lot of movies and a lot of actors, actors definitely who should have had one for a long time, who long overdue getting an Oscar for what they've done. Um, I definitely was moved and literally actually was tearing up. I'm not kidding. I, I was actually tearing up with this one with uh, Kihui Kwan um, for um, winning his Oscar. And just hearing his story back when he talked about it too, 
you know, everything that was going on, you know, from his past side to from the time, you know, you know, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's the one who pretty much played in Indiana Jones. Um, he played in the Goonies. And he happened to play in this movie with everything, everywhere, all at once. And winning Best Supporting Actor. And, I mean, I don't know. If you weren't moved by that speech, you weren't tearing up at least a little bit, Warder. I don't know, man. Are you human? <laughs> Are you human? Because it's just... You know, seeing what you you just had to see and hear what he had to go through through the time frame. You know, things like what was happening throughout the you know Hollywood on his own side, um, and then you know getting work and you know just growing up with what he had to deal with growing up too, and all the different obstacles that he had to go through to get to where he's at right now. That's that that was that was the biggest part right there, and you know especially for him. I think he he's wanted to go in glow. I was trying to mix up because we got too many award shows <laughs> but i think he also won a golden globe too as well and you know i was and i was huge for him too and you know that that was that was that was huge and i was so happy for him too i mean i was just like cheesing up i was like yes sir man <laughs> no i was happy for him um then there was the other best supporting um oscar and that was for the actresses um, that one was given to Jamie Lee Curtis. She's actually one of my favorites, too. Uh, she was funny. I remember especially a lot of times from her from Freaky Friday. But she was in a lot of other movies. As, you know, she was in Halloween. You know, she was in a lot of movies throughout time frame. She's been around the Hollywood scene for a while. But also Angela Bassett was in there, too. Um, I definitely was having her win the most for that one. I mean, just that role that she was playing, man. Black Panther. You already knew I was rooting for her for that easily i was thinking okay now she's gonna get this so you know i believe this was actually jamie lee curtis's actually first oscar if i'm not mistaken too um but man i know everybody was saying look at her face and everything too i mean i could kind of i could tell by that too you know you know the face of hurt from that um you know, I, I can't say who goes in here and votes. I, it's beyond me, again, for a lot of things. Just like I talked about with March Madness in terms of how we go about selecting teams and how they get put through different places. I don't know exactly what goes on in terms of the selections of the movies, too. It's like the Grammys, too. It's like any of the award shows, to be honest with you. I don't know exactly who usually is behind it, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, you know, especially not having Woman King up there, too, as well. And any of the nominees too that's also hurts too um but i guess it's also the biggest thing is that you have to also do your due diligence and watch it you know i know a lot of us you know could say watch it and wait for it to come out on dvd but you also have to watch it too in the theaters you also give out support so when you don't give out support it's just like voting when certain certain somebody gets in somewhere and it's not the person that you want well did you vote no, did you, you know, do what you needed to do to actually bring that person into office? No. Well, then you can't really complain. Um, this that's that's the nature of the beast. So that's kind of one of the things that come around there, around here in the Oscars. That's how I see it. Um, definitely another film that was getting a lot of uh, attention was uh, the all all quiet on the Western Front too. You know that one, or just to specifically say the name it was just all quiet on the western front i say too because that film was getting a lot of rewards too <laughs> so uh i was just i mean best original score best international feature film i mean it was it was getting a lot of stuff but even thing with everything everywhere all at once one best picture i was so happy about that too i was like you know and you saw harrison ford out there same in the award and then you see Huey kwan coming up there and they had that reunion i was like oh man <laughs> I mean, it was such a touching moment throughout the entire night that night. Um, Michelle Yeoh happened to win Best Actress for that movie as well. Shout out to her for that, her moving speech, too. You know what I'm saying? She's great. She's a great actress, too. Uh, I've seen a lot of her work throughout the years as well. Uh, Brandon Fraser, uh, if you don't know who I'm talking about, is the person who, if anything, played in The Mummy. So we remember him. Um, he played in The Whale. I haven't seen The Whale. Um, a lot of people that I know said they've seen it. Um, it's a very powerful movie. Um, a lot of work he had to do, it sounds like to me, for working on that film. 
and you know and especially since well, who he had to portray as too as well and he had to get you know you kind of had to get put a little fat on him a little bit and then of course all the aesthetics and prosthetics should i say for him to play the role and um you know i was going to definitely put that on my list to see as well too um but from hearing the amount of work that man had to go through and of course the day and night and shifting you know per the director you know that's that's tough that's tough right there so you know that's that's huge that's huge right there so um you know Dale Kwan and Daniel Strunt best director for the films um you know he they they got awards for their Avatar the way of the water which can't say I'm not surprised with that one even though Black Panther though should have gotten it <laughs> but you know for best visual effects too um, I think um, Top Gun got best sound, which, I mean, I wouldn't disagree with that, because, I mean, the sound, I mean, when you hear it through the speakers, it's just like, dude, it felt like you were just there at the airbase when you're watching the film. Saw it twice, and it's just like, man, that's, that's crazy. Crazy to see from that. It's, uh, that was that was huge. Um, the best animated short film was actually one of the first awards there. Uh, the Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. So I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, that was that was pretty dope. It was pretty dope to see that up there too. And um, that was that was one of the biggest movies up there too. Because um, I think uh, Turning Red was nominated up there for that movie as well. That was a great movie too. So there was a lot. Um, I know Pinocchio actually won um, Best Animated Feature for that. Actually, that's where Turning Red was in that realm the best animated feature so yeah and then not to not to for best original song and i was like oh snap yeah because uh, they played it on the oscars and it was great riri was up there performing the song for black panther 2 and you know stunning as usual <laughs> stunning as usual so um that was that was the biggest thing there too as well um, I know, um, was it Ruth Turner? Ruth happened to win the, um, or not Ruth Turner, excuse me, Ruth Carter. Um, she happened to win her best, um, costume for the film for, um, by a Panther. And this is actually her second time that she won this too. So that was, that was the biggest thing too. Cause she won it. <laughs> Where else? With the first Black Panther movie. So. You know, I was happy for her because she actually came and um, she went to school over at um, Hampton University. So shout out to HU. <laughs> shout out to HU. So that, that's huge from that, too. So there was, a, there was a lot of winners up there, you know. Stubs. Yeah, there was. Um, I mean, I don't know what more I can say about that part alone, but it's, it's out of my control with that. So... Uh, hopefully when it comes to casting and everything who knows but in terms of the winners i mean i can't be mad at <laughs> you know i can't so um so yeah no some good films if you haven't seen any of these films do check them out i know um i have to go and see uh, like i said the whale all quiet on the western front so i gotta, definitely gotta check them out too as well there's a lot of these films up here i I'm gonna be real. I did not see. I never heard of. So, but now, as always, when it comes to these awards shows, people are like, oh yeah, I never heard of that film, and then they're gonna check them out. It's like, oh, I see what they were talking about. <laughs> kind of late to the party, but you know, better late than never. So, um, it was it was a good time. It was a good time for the Oscars that time. Um, though, on a slight thing though, <laughs> some people were trying to give out their speeches, and I was like. Yo, they like, because I know they're on structure. This is like for any award show, they're going to bring in the music and try to, you know, move it, everything along. And everybody wants to have their speech too. And that's, that's the big moment because you never know when you're going to be up there again. But man, they were, they weren't playing around. Because <laughs> when they were, I forgot the movie. And there was a lady that was giving a speech. And then immediately the next lady came up and they just cut to the music. <laughs> And just panned off the screen. I was like, hey, yo, you weren't going to give her a shot? I know, I know she still kept speaking, which was good. Good for her for that. 
I was like, dang, they're they're not playing around here. They're like, no, we don't schedule here. We're trying to finish this at least before 12. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even though the thing started at 8. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. But I was just like, man, that was that was my one little tidbit there. I was like, dang, they ruthless. <laughs> they had no chill. Um, but no, it was, it was good. It was good. No fire breaking out in the Oscars, so I give them that. Up next, we're going to talk about some music in on a certain festival that we've been waiting for, at least around the area, or for those who brought tickets for the festival, we finally have some more information on the festival. More up next. And we're back. On to the next topic, and pretty much one of the last topics of the podcast is going to be music. Now, <laughs> finally, after some months, okay, maybe, what was it, November? I'd be forgetting the months these days, but there's, it's been a minute, at least more than three months, let's just say that at least. I think we could all agree on that. Have we been waiting for some information that was going on on something in the water? Now, of course, we were getting little tidbits of like, okay, you got like the transportation pass that's 50 bucks plus fees. That's great and all, which definitely, by the way, if you are very, if you're a local, maybe, maybe even coming out of town, I highly suggest you think about that because let me tell you, if you're from out of town, that ocean front, given the fact of some of these things like the festival, it will be crowded, crowded. Like you, it would be such a big of a traffic jam in a parking lot than it is on the highway, getting to and from. So if you want to risk it, that's great, that's cool. But use a shuttle bus; it will take you. And plus, from what I've been understanding, it's a three-day pass. You don't just pay it the fifty bucks one day and then the next day and the next day. It's all fifty bucks. Sounds much, yes. But then again, you paid for this ticket, depending on when you paid for this ticket months back so hopefully you saved up some money for 50 bucks I mean, of course we're also talking about the fact that there's other merchandise out there too <laughs> and food <laughs> so yeah hopefully you've been saving at least the last couple months but in, in any case though yeah so we had information about that but the biggest thing was trying to hear about who is actually going to attend something in the water and we finally got information this week. We did. We were given like a teaser. Pharrell had brought up a teaser video, and I was like, oh snap. Right? You know, you know, you got the beginning part of the week, it kind of drags out, and you hear this announcement. It's like, oh my gosh. Yes, oh my gosh. <laughs> and he happened to show off the lineup. Now, before I get into it, I know a lot of people had like mixed feelings on the lineup. A lot of people, you know, like it great. Some was like, this is kind of rough, right? On my perspective, I like the lineup. I mean, there's a lot of acts in here that I listened to, even came across from some of them a couple years back. You know what I'm saying? Um, some that I never heard of, yes, I'm high on that. But that's kind of also the beauty of it too. You know what I'm saying? Because one, maybe you might get a chance to actually listen to them before you go out there, or just wait and see what they're gonna show for you. And then you might become a fan right then and there. I get it, you pay money and it's not cheap for the tickets and you wanna have these big on acts. Some people have to understand too, for the artists, they can be everywhere. They bounce from left to right all around. They might still be on tour. They might be, I mean, this is festival season, so they're gonna be going to another festival after another festival. Like, for instance, uh, I mean, I don't know, one of my favorite R&B artists to this time right now is Summer Walker. I didn't think she was gonna make it here. She's on the lineup. I was like, oh snap, cause she's over there for Dreamville. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, hey, yo, that's gonna be a vibe there too. Um, low key, uh, babe, but uh, Kaylani. I was like, yo. And I know she's just coming off of her uh, tour as well. Cause she actually came out here in Portsmouth. That actually was one of her first acts on uh, the Blue, was it the Blue Water Tour? I think it was called. Um, yeah, she played over there at Portsmouth. I was like, what? So the fact that she's coming over here? I was like, yeah? <laughs> Again? <laughs> so I was happy for seeing Kehlani. Then you had Jasmine Sullivan. Then you have Lil Wayne. Then you also have Masego. 
Um, Sable is actually one of my favorite RB artists today, right now, currently. Um, and you know, the brother's smooth when it comes to that, too. I think he played, does he play? Yeah, it wasn't the saxophone. Yeah, it was like the mini saxophone that he would play. I don't know. He, he probably played a bigger saxophone, but I think he has a miniature one. I never knew there was miniature saxophones. But then again, that is kind of helpful because I can only imagine. I've seen people in band class uh, would carry a gigantic saxophone. I was like, bro, how do you carry that? <laughs> it's like its own luggage and everything. It's like, oh, you got a bunch of suitcase full of clothes and stuff. Like, oh, no, this is just, just one suitcase for the saxophone. I was like, dang. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That thing's huge. Um... So, yeah, they got a lot of other artists up here. You got Wale. Um, I haven't heard much from him in a minute, and I was happy to hear him. You got SWV. You got Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, snap. You got Cola Ray. I was like, oh, snap. You got Clips. Clips. Grinding. What happened to that boy? Wamp, wamp. What'd it do? I could keep going. And as happy as I am to see Clips come back and especially reunite here in the city, that is huge. People got to understand that. <laughs> that is huge. That is huge. So definitely you see me out there, you know, I'll probably be losing my mind out here too as well. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly is going to be out there too. Little Dirk, Little Uzi Vert is coming back again. I was like, all right, let's go. I want to rock. <laughs> Lotto, uh, Kid Cudi coming out too as well you got flow full milli on uh, gg grace jones jay farrow the comedian because he's actually for those people who don't know he's from around this area too so that's pretty dope so he's gonna have us laughing up too as well up in there too um you got Emily choppa you got polo g you have um weston estate wet leg yumi yendry young x chris saucy santana Little Yachty, Marin Morris, Kitty Cash, uh, Kay Trinata, which he's coming out here a bunch of times too as well, so that's dope to see him out there as well. I was happy to see that too. Um, yeah, Anime, 100 Gigs, Bad Bad Not Good, Black Sheriff, Chica, which she's pretty dope though. Like If you ever hear a freestyle, she's pretty dope. <laughs> so that's going to be pretty cool to see in here. Uh, you got David, Dochi, you got Feld, you got Grace Jones, Kamasi Washington, Kenny Beats, KC, just a lot of acts, a lot of acts up in here too. So I'm, you know, Skrillex was going to be up here as well too, I was happy for that. The Killory, so, you know, that's going to be some dope, that's going to be some dope up stuff coming out there too as well so hopefully people are excited about that lineup um you know plus not to mention you also have pharrell and friends that hasn't been shown out yet i don't know if he's actually going to announce people for that or just keep it a mystery that's cool too that's cool too i feel like because ever since because the first year like i know they had like um like for instance they have missy elliott and timbaland and all of them had their own uh separate time right and the biggest thing about that was that I think it rained that first day. I remember it because it did rain that first day. But what happened was that I think Pharrell, I don't know if he intentionally had Pharrell and Friends from the get-go. I'm trying to remember how that worked because it worked out so well that he brought all of them there that same night on Saturday. And they all had like all these different mashups going one after another after another. And so ever since then, I think that was like, hmm, I think he got something again when he was up in D.C., and you saw that what happened there, right? Yeah, Nori, yeah, Clips that came there, Justin Timberlake, T.I. So you know, and his son. So you know, that was that was dope. That was dope. So <laughs> who knows? You know what I'm saying? People say, "Oh man, I wanted so and so, I wanted so and so." Well, that so and so might still show up. Who knows? But you know, this is still a great lineup to have, and I'll be there. I enjoy it. It's a very diverse, it's always, you know, diverse so far as I've seen uh, for the past couple something water festivals. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be dope. I'm excited for it. Um, it's gonna be big. So it's happening April 28th through the 30th. You can still get your tickets. It might still be expensive, but <laughs> you can get your tickets there. But definitely, I, like I mentioned before, definitely get that transportation. Because uh, 
we're pro- I think we're on top 10 in traffic because I mean I don't know if we can beat LA's traffic because LA's traffic has been rough I've been hearing but New York City I, I know that place too well to know how bad that traffic is <laughs> and how people just like cut right in there and so tightly close to you so I've been driving through there for years family up there shout out to y'all up there um it's just bad when it comes there I mean yikes so i don't know but for us you're talking going down to the ocean front and i'm pretty sure even for me when i stood out in line to get the tickets there was a lot of people and we're not even saying people who purchased tickets online once i came out from out of the state or just couldn't show up for that event it's gonna be crowded so yeah yeah i don't feel like trying to park there like that and parking at the ocean front as I said before, I mean, it's, I'm assuming they might allow people to park in the, the convention center, but even still, even if you park there, and, and I don't know, they may allow it, they may not, but you gotta walk all the way down there like that, my G. That's a long walk right there, G. So, um, yeah, I would I would take advantage of that shuttle bus if you don't feel like trying to drive through there. Let the bus drivers who are getting paid for this to do it. Let them let them be your taxi cab. Think of it as a limousine to the greatness of this festival. You know what I'm saying? Take that like that, right? That and also, you know, you, I don't feel like parking. <laughs> Again, you live here long enough like I have, you just know that I, I have certain spots to go to for parking. I ain't discussing it because... I want y'all to figure that out for yourselves. But I got my own parking spaces to find. So, but yeah, yeah. But let me know about them hotel prices too, because I'm still curious. I mean, I've been looking them up from time to time, but it's kind of crazy to still hear how people and I came across a couple of my friends that I knew and they were telling me, you know, hey, look at this. It's like, James, look at this real quick. It's like, what's up? And they showed the hotel price, and I was like, hmm. <laughs> That makes you want to cry so bad that I know those hotel prices weren't like that. And then hearing things like people would kick out, like if they had like a reservation, and we're talking maybe if not a year reservation to go to this hotel spot, and they turn around, it's like, yeah, no, we're supposed to be here. I'm like, dang, and they just kicked them out. It's like, nope, this is all reserved for just this weekend, and you're only talking just this weekend. Now I'm not sure though, and that's the other thing I was gonna bring up too. Um, I'm not sure because I know I mentioned some time back that I know like Tony Hawk I think was slated to come out too as well. I don't know exactly what other events. I know I've been hearing there's an R&B festival like a R&B like kickback um, DJ like block party, which is gonna be pretty dope to hear. And yeah, there's no admission for it. You can actually join it for free and just you know kick back and listen to it. That's that's gonna be sick. But I know the second year when he was gonna bring it before you know the whole thing with COVID. He was going to have a whole week of events that was going on, right? I think he had brought, like, um, Taji P. Henson um, and Sheila E., for instance. They had a lot of people, you know, guest speaking and whatnot throughout different days of the week leading up to something in the water. I don't know exactly if they're going to do that still. Uh, if not, then it's just the festival itself. But who knows? He might have anything else up his sleeve. You know, man, you know, we're almost, it's almost about to be a month, so... Who knows, by the time we get too close to that point in time. So I'm excited. I'm excited. So this is this is going to be sick. This is going to be very sick indeed. So tell me what y'all guys think about that too as well too. But that pretty much will also talk a little bit of some hip-hop artists I was still going to pinpoint out. I know I talked a lot with the festival itself, but I was still going to put some, some names up there too. You know, I know there was some um, hip-hop artists as we still celebrate 50 years of hip-hop. Uh, of course, you know, shout out to Wu-Tang Clan up there, too, as well. Like I said, they got Wu-Tang Clan up here. Whew. That's huge. Um, but there were some artists that I was talking about from the 80s. You know, there was, you know, Heavy D. Um, he actually was used to be on a group. I forgot the group's name he was in. Um, but he happened to have in a group that he was in. And um, then eventually had his own solo artist. And he just had so many dope um hits and everything too so you know let him rest in peace too as well because he's he's one of my favorites on that one too yeah gangstar up there too with dj premier and um guru so you know that was dope see up there too um 
So, <clears throat> excuse me, Jesus. So then you had a lot of them up there too. Big Pun was up there. Uh, Naughty by Nature. You know, there's a lot of artists that came through there too, coming from the up north side of it all and everything too. You know. Who I forget about Houdini too? Yeah, I forget about Houdini. That's another one too. Arrested Development. Yep. Can't forget about them. And Digital Underground too. Um, doing the Humpty Hump. <laughs> a little bit before my time, but you know they heard they played enough on the radio <laughs> to get the gist of it. But then you hear him from you hear the group from I Get Around with Tupac. You know what I'm saying? That that played a lot. So yeah, that was that was definitely uh, there too as well. And, um, yeah, yeah, I'm being pretty much next week. We're going to talk a little bit more with the nineties artists too, that came into that limelight too, as well. And of course that list probably is humongous because there was a lot of nineties rap that came up there too, throughout that time frame, moving, moving further along that way. Even artists that was still making music from the eighties going into the nineties, Usually, I don't know, sometimes the lifespan of hip-hop artists, I know certain artists, you know, you might hear one-hit wonders. Some may still make music for about a decade, maybe 20, or even still to this day, right? Like, when you said, when I mentioned like someone like E-40, he's been around for a while, and he's still making music, right? Still making music. So, yeah. Definitely a big one for sure. Even like I said, Tribe Called Quest, you know? They're in a new school with Buster Rhymes. So, you know, but the 90s, 90s definitely changed a whole different script of how the music is during that time frame. You had a lot of gangster rap, which I also had a lot of, like, just, I guess you could say just gangster rap and just rap. But then you still had some that actually would tell a story, storytelling too as well that was still continuing on. It still has you hipping around and hopping around too as well. But it definitely changed a lot throughout that time and kind of shaped it a little bit from what hip-hop was then from the 80s, right? It got a little bit, not darker, but, you know, kind of like one of those beats that if you're outside, you better hope you're inside. <laughs> when you hear some of the songs that come out, right? Um, type of thing, but... Um, but yeah, it still has some that was still jumping and moving up there from the 90s. So, but we, we'll talk about that next week. Just thought I'll give you a little bit of interlude for that discussion, too, for that. So, but in all case, that will be the end of the podcast. Thank you guys for listening, as always. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy yourselves this weekend. Hopefully, your brackets, like I said before, isn't entirely busted. And if you're just like me, well, we're in there for the long haul. Let's, let's see what happens. Hopefully, you didn't pick certain teams to go all the way. I still got Alabama. Basically, mine is still Alabama and Kansas. So, we'll see how that goes, right? They're doing pretty good so far. Let's go from there. But, hopefully, everything else for you guys is doing all right. Enjoy yourselves, and I'll see you all next time.